0: Welcome, everyone. Welcome, my food and mood friends, Chandra Zas and Dr. Yotam Tamari. We are diving into coffee today. Thank you, Yotam, for Dr. Yotam for being here. I really appreciate it.
1: Welcome. Here is your hostess and coach, Chandra Zas, helping people make food and mood changes doable without missing out. Go ahead, high five that like button, subscribe and share while you're there.
0: So I'm gonna give a little bit of a background. I, I really wanna dive into the topic of coffee, partly because it's a question that I get asked very often, what my opinion on coffee is from a health perspective. And also for a personal reason is that I have a love affair with coffee that I've been watching for a long time and I've taken breaks before. And just this last few days, I have been kind of really acknowledging to myself that I've been overusing coffee for the last year. I've been building my business and, you know, sometimes we turn towards foods or coffee or smoking or drinking or whatever to kind of cover up um, emotions. And sometimes we use them to push through and ignore our body. And I would say that I'm in the latter category this last year, I was probably, probably needing more rest than I was taking. And I was kind of using coffee to ignore my body and push through and build a business and travel and do all the crazy things we've been doing. And I've, it's actually my birthday month this month, my birthday is in March. And so one of the gifts that I'm giving myself is I'm going to give my body a break from coffee. And so I would love your perspective, your thoughts, and I would also really love some great reasons. Cause you know, I think one of the most important things on making habit changes is kind of, it's so easy to think, oh, it doesn't really matter. or I can get away with it. And I find that one of the most useful things is actually kind of building some evidence of why it does matter. What are really the costs to my body? What are really the benefits of taking a break? And so yeah, I would love to. I, I want to start with, though, the first question I want to ask you, Dr. Yotam, is the benefits of coffee. Like, Because I do know that it's not that it's like always bad. There are some benefits to coffee. So would you touch a little bit on, on that piece from, from your perspective?
1: Yes. So really, there is a lot of benefits to coffee, but really, like you said before, it's really get and it's really get um, far away from our mind the benefits when we abuse the coffee and drink it every day. Um, So the benefits of coffee is really uh, the stimulation and also the feeling lightness. Coffee with the the right term of nutrition and foods can be makes us stimulate and also Coffee is the anti-depression substance. Most of us don't think about it as in that term, but really, coffee makes our heart um, rapid a little bit more. Really, after drinking coffee, the the heartbeats gets up, and when the heartbeats is getting up, we are uh, living our reality in a much more higher uh, frequency. And when we are on a higher frequency, we can be elevated, it's actual elevation. But this elevation, like you said, comes with a cost. So for me, really the benefits is all it's, it's uh, in the physical term is, is feeling energized. And in the mental term, uh, feeling elevated. And I think maybe um, it will be uh, much more uh, interesting, uh, interesting to think about it as from what's the history of coffee, where it came from. So coffee came from South America, where it grew naturally. And over there, like the ancient culture, they use it as a initiation ceremonies and hunting ceremonies before they went out of the safe ground, they wanted to be elevated, to feel energized and to go out like that into nature, into the unknown. So they really used it as a spiritual term of using it as a substance that will get them.
0: Hello, my friend, how are you? I am in the Dead Sea floating in the water. Go ahead and like and share and follow so we can keep in touch
1: and much more with confidence into the unknown. So most of us don't, doesn't know that, but they used it maybe a few times a year. So, So yeah, so that's really, I'm sorry that I don't have much more of the beneficial side because I have much more to speak about <laughs> why not drinking coffee, but-
0: Can I ask you one more question? Can I ask you one more question before we get to the negative effects? So in an ideal world, like in a, if we were only drinking coffee to like, as a health purpose to benefit our body, what would that look like? You said that the South Americans, they only drink a couple times a year, but like, what would you advise as like an ideal beneficial way to use coffee?
1: So in our culture, uh, in our culture, we use coffee as a culturistic, Thing we meet up with friends, we drink coffee, we come into a house, we're visiting friends. It's 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 fun to, to drink coffee together. So it's when we break it down and we understand it's a culturistic thing. I don't want to take that from people if it's really crucial for them, but maybe also really once in a two weeks, because if we spoke yeah. Before that, we spoke about detoxification. After every cup of coffee, the body needs three days of detoxification. It affects the body three days after.
0: Wow. Wow. And
1: most of us, when we t- drinking coffee in a culturistic thing, we drink sometimes a few times a day.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so ideally it would be once every couple of weeks. And then is there a time of day or is there in relationship with, to food? Like, yes, is, there it's really
1: important. It's really crucial, important not to drink coffee while you're tired. Hmm. Really important.
0: Which is when everybody drinks it, right? <laughs>
1: Because sometimes when we are tired and, we want, and we're saying, wow, I'm tired, I, I, need to, I need to wake up. Sometimes what the body needs is really 10 minutes of closing our eyes and then we can get back into functions
0: mm-hmm.
1: and not to overstimulate the place that wants to be rest. It's like doing the full sin towards the situation, towards the body. It makes the body uses his um, essence. Instead of recovering essence, taking away from the essence, from the essence of our life, of our storage, really uh, claiming uh, the, in the storage instead of um, nourishing the, our bonds and, and, our, and our food storage. Um, So it's really important to drink coffee, like to say, okay, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling perfect. I ate something already. I drank a a, a few cups of water a day. I'm feeling good. I can drink coffee a day now. And it's also really important to wash the, to wash everything after coffee with water or soda. One or two, two cups of water after this is this is crucial this is and, really crucial
0: and to specify it's soda water it's not a like coca-cola you're talking like water with yeah, yeah, yeah. bubbles
1: soda water it also yeah, was okay.
0: really great for clearing the palate it like cleans the the flavor of coffee and it also it sounds like maybe it also cleans the the beginning of the digestive tract mm-hmm. why is that i'm actually really curious what is that why why is water or soda water important because
1: because coffee makes a acid um, reaction in the stomach, really acidy. Um, acidic. Yeah, acidic, acidic uh, reaction. And water can make it more alkali and to bring balance into the stomach after drinking coffee.
0: Cool, I didn't know that, that's cool. Yeah. So make sure you drink water before you have coffee, during the day, have some food have your coffee, I've actually never thought about it this way, it's really cool, have your coffee when you're actually feeling really good, not when you're tired, which is like so opposite of what we all do, our culturally do, and then afterwards to drink a glass of water or soda water to kind of alkalize and balance the acidicness in in the beginning of our digestive tract.
1: Yeah, and I want to say uh, another thing, I said before that coffee acts as an antidepressant substance and for that term we really need to be careful with coffee while we're dealing with our emotion mm. because it will make us um also again step away from dealing with what there is, what there is while while we're um coping with something and like i said before um And also I think uh, the the last podcast um, that coffee really activates the adrenal gland, which produce cortisol and adrenaline, which both are the stress hormone of the body. And if we look at the history term of how, how they use it, they use it when they left to the unknown, where they really needed to be alerted from the environment. So when we're drinking coffee, we need to to understand that now we're being careful from the environment after drinking coffee.
0: We're more sensitive to the environment because we're more stimulated and we're more on that edge of awareness.
1: Yeah. And it's really crucial for people that's dealing with the... Chronic illnesses to be extra careful from coffee because that's always a reduce the potential of healing towards the the illness because the adrenaline and cortisol are thriving in the blood and that's pushing away every healing process to the side because the healing process is not crucial for dealing with stress.
0: Yeah. When we're stressed, our body is focusing on survival instead of healing and nourishing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a really good point you brought in. I really appreciate that. Okay. So do do have something more. I have another question for you. No, no.
1: Keep, keep the questions. Yes.
0: Okay. So if speaking to me and anybody else out there who might want to be considering taking a break from coffee, Can you give me some, I mean, I guess we're talking a little bit, you you mentioned a few things already that like coffee brings in this piece of stress, which doesn't allow our body for anybody, someone who's especially chronically ill, but probably all of us, we all need to heal and maintain. I obviously, the ideal is that we're less stressed. So if coffee kind of creates some layer of stress in our body, there's one reason to take a break from coffee to kind of allow our body to heal a little bit, allow our body to nourish. What other good reasons, can you give my brain <laughs> to get and many, anybody else out there who's thinking of taking a coffee break, what other good reasons can you, can you
1: give us? I have a few. So we spoke about be, right before about detoxification. A part of the detoxification is losing coffee because that makes the liver, makes much more work to clean the stomach out of the acidy uh, environment the coffee creates. So that's a part of detoxification. Um,
0: mm. so, so just can I sorry, I'm gonna, can I yeah. To yeah, yeah So two, two things, I'll put in the comments below here, the link to the last video that we just recorded talking a lot about detoxing. And I wanna bring in a question I think that you're gonna say yes to. So it sounds like this time of year in the springtime, that this is like a really good time of year to do a coffee break. Because if we're going to, wanting to support our liver and letting our body naturally do its detox, sounds like it's like an ideal time to take a coffee break.
1: And if the, the essence of coffee, why are we drinking coffee? Because we want his essence in our body. And the essence of coffee gives us elevation. Expansion. And we spoke about before in that springtime, that's time of expansion. So it happens already in the body. So we don't need to put more expansion when well there is expansion.
0: Mm, it's actually like imbalancing it yes so then can i ask the opposite question so when is the be- if if there is a good time of year to have coffee i think i know your answer but what would be the best time of year that it's like most in harmony with our body
1: actually it will be summer why why is that because it's really hot outside and the body is um always want to get rid of uh, the heat um, and it, it's through the bladder and urination. And coffee helps us urinate. Mm. It's also a paradox because coffee really also bring heat to the body. But that's really the best time because in summertime, maybe it will be a podcast for summer, but summertime the body doesn't hold up anything. Really, it's, it's like the full potential of the body. So the body doesn't need anything in that time. So that's really a time where coffee doesn't um, so affecting uh, on the worst term on the body. Perfect. Yeah.
0: Okay, what, now back to the list of what, what are the good reasons for me, for me and my other over caffeinated friends to give coffee a break. So first.
1: coffee, um, coffee injures the, the healthy term of appetite. When we drink coffee, that's messed up the appetite um, natural uh, flow because we said that it makes the uh, stomach be more acidy. And the hunger uh, the hunger uh, awakes when when the turns of acid and alkali change in the in the stomach. When the stomach is empty or empty but alkali. And when it becomes a little bit more acidy, a little bit more, then the appetite uh, rises. So if we're making the stomach much more acidy, it damages the appetite. Mm. And then if a person wants to be healthy and to maintain a healthy life um, through nutrition, it really interferes in in that place.
0: It like messes up the body's both functioning and the signals and then therefore how we're responding to the signals. So we're probably not eating as healthy as possible because we're damaging our stomach, as you're saying.
1: And again, like I said about the cortisol and and adrenaline, if cortisol and adrenaline are abundance in the blood, the body doesn't want to eat. The digestive system doesn't work when we're feeling stressed. Like the body don't um, um, will give blood to the stomach while adrenaline and cortisol is abundant. It will flow the blood into the limbs, into the heart, into the brain, like to to get inside the stimulation.
0: This might be a go ahead.
1: If we want to affect the digestive, in the healthy terms. We want to give it um, relaxation, and when when we drinking coffee, in definition there is no relaxation. This is have this under this under uh, understanding is really um, applies uh, on the all, the all the things that I just said.
0: Got it. Okay, so coffee negatively affects the digestive system, specifically the stomach in a way that it suppresses appetite and changes the way the blood moves. And then therefore we're not eating the most nourishing food. We're kind of messing with our body signals. And this might be a sidetrack, but I want to ask you this question because, you know, I know that when, when we're stressed, our digestive system goes down because our body's in like a fight or flight survival mode. And what I find really interesting is that it's often when a lot of people eat, they emotionally eat, they're not necessarily feeling a hunger feeling, but they're wanting to solve the emotional stress or that they're wanting to feel better emotionally. So they're eating food. And so I'm, I'm curious if there's anything that you want to share about like what happens in the body when we actually don't have an appetite and our body's not ready to digest and we're eating for comfort reasons.
1: So in that term, the body will not nourish itself it will be only a fill up to to fill up my um, emotional stress. So in, in definition, the nutrition of the food, doesn't matter how nutrition it is, it won't affect the body.
0: It kind of just goes right through. Yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah, it's okay. really, it, it's, it's all hard things to say, but, Really it needs to, the understanding needs to come that it wasn't like that. Most of our living, um, living parts of human beings on earth. And really the, when coffee stepped inside of our culture um, in the Western culture, it was in the first World, World War. Well, um, Britain want to supply coffee to the soldiers and France want to supply them. So what they did, they they created a melting coffee for the first time. And what is it melting coffee when we drink Nescafe? How is it in uh, in English melting coffee?
0: Um, instant coffee.
1: Instant coffee. It's it's normal coffee beans when Processed. they pour processed. Why processed? Because they poured acid on it. They poured actual acid on it. It's it's crazy to think about it that way.
0: I've always hated instant coffee but now I know why I hated it. So they actually instead of instead of grinding it and cooking it in order to make it easier to get to the soldiers you get the acid to break it down so it's like highly processed food and then you dry it probably after you put the acid on it and then you, oh, (laughs) gross. (laughs) Okay. So coffee just came into like around the world. It sounds like in world war one, I actually didn't know these history facts. So coffee came into world war one. So it's only been since, what is that? The 1920s, that coffee 100 100 years. years. Yeah. That it's been like in our evolution, our human evolution. So uh, yeah, I, I like to talk a lot about what what's been introduced to our bodies in the last hundred years because it really is a lot of new things: processed foods, coffees. It sounds like processed coffee.
1: But yeah. on the basic, on the basic of all of that, and Western culture, is is mainly um, unconscious stress, unconscious stress that's stepping inside of our life into a. Almost everything that we do, the screen makes us stress, the foods, the coffee, a lot of specific things. So we need to think that we live in an environment, the Western culture environment is acid, acid environment, stressful environment, that if we want to be aligned and not be crazy in that reality, is always to do the opposite. How am I making myself calm? How am I making myself, my body more alkali? How am I making my body more light? How am putting less sugar inside? Because every things that they want to sell us or um, and to sell us our, their products, everything related in the basic into that. So we really need to think always how, how we can, um, put the the opposite the opposite into that
0: how can we balance yeah the the lifestyle the cultural lifestyle that we're all living in i love that you brought that in i'm curious i'd like to bring in two more topics one is like the the dependency that a lot of people have on coffee for pooping i'd love to hear some of your perspective on that and then i have one more question after that
1: (laughs) so so really um it's only a habit. It's really a habit. And, and really, that's, that's a natural feeling and need to, to feel empty in the morning. That's really the most natural thing to do. Um, most of the people, because they are living a much more higher frequency uh, life, they, they, um, they exhausted themselves. And then the body wakes up in the morning exhausted, tired. And really that's the, that's the most uh, high frequency time of the day when we supposed to feel much more, as much as we energize there is, because that's the starting day. So that's really a, a negative circle. So if a person feels tired in the morning He wants to wakes up, so he drink coffee, and then he get used to it while he drink coffee, so he needs to poop, and it's like helps him poop. So also pooping also related to uh, the amount of energy that we have in our body. And really, if a person wants to help him poop in the morning, just to drink half a liter of water, And that will be stimulating the blood and that will be stimulating the stomach and the intestine. And that will be doing great job of helping pooping.
0: One other thing I'd like to bring in here, and I'd love to your perspective on it also, is that I think a lot of the problem pooping has a lot to do with our diet. When we're eating processed foods and flours and foods that are really heavy and that our body's struggling to digest and then we're tired like you're bringing in, then it's kind of like the way to cheat, like if you're having a, if we're not eating the best food, then we kind of almost become dependent on using coffee to help move everything through, which is one of the things I really like to offer is like increasing vegetable intake, fruits and vegetables as a way to help the body and really watching and looking for those really heavy, sticky. I like to think about like flour, like, you know, sticky food that it's, it's harder to digest. And so giving your body, allowing our bodies to eat a little bit lighter and helping our digestive systems out. Do you have anything to add to that?
1: Um, so really, um, if we're using type of food in the morning to help us poop, it will be cucumber and lemon. To eat to eat a cucumber, it really helps really to uh, ignite the the intestine in a really healthy way. Doesn't matter what I ate the last night, and a lemon it's it's also a kicker. to to squeeze it in the cup of water and to drink it, maybe to chew it up a little bit. It really helps also to ignite the the intestine. But the most important thing that I want to say in that term is breaking the habit because it's only a habit. And if we're taking two weeks time to investigate and to try that uh, in that way, it will take the body two weeks to adjust without coffee to poop. And then and then the body will do what it needs.
0: Nice. Yeah. So you really don't think that it matters what people eat the day before for pooping? If someone's eating a whole bunch of breads and flowers, you don't think that it, it is, is.
1: It is it is crucial. It is important. But I think. Yeah, because it's, it's a nat- I will think naturally that uh, dinner needs to be light. Dinner needs to be humble and simple as much as we can and to save the big meal to the morning. For me, that works because I'm really energetic in the morning. I'm stepping outside of home after the meal. So whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it. And really the body um, invests as much as blood to the digestive in the morning time. That's also Western medicine can prove and and science proved it. So really after dark, the body shuts down. The body shuts down. And every time and everything that we do that we're adding to the body after nighttime, it's... It's a sin to the body. So, so yeah, it's a culturistic thing to meet up for dinner and and like to the family meets at at, uh, at dinner time. I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not interfering to that. But just to be to be minded about it, not to eat too much in uh, in uh, night time.
0: Yeah, we actually really focus on eating our family meals as early as possible. We try to do right, we try to eat by five. And for us, we find the balance of like when it's a social thing, once a week or something. We're not strict about it, but we really do our best and we really feel our best if we eat earlier than later. I want to bring in one more topic. And this is actually one of my big reasons that I'm actually gonna take a coffee break, is the component of sleep. So I know that like what I've been doing. I feel like in a certain way I've kind of just woken up and I've like yesterday I was just really sitting and thinking about like what am I doing with overusing my coffee and for me one of my big motivators and things that I've noticed is that like my sleep I've always been a very good sleeper since I had a kid my sleep got a lot got often interrupted but I think this last year my overuse of coffee has really kind of negatively impacted my sleep. I, when I, what I notice is that when I wake up in the middle of the night, sometimes it's because my little one wakes me up. And sometimes I just wake up that I am very awake and it's almost impossible for me to go back to sleep most of the time. And so I'm guessing, and I'd love to hear your opinion on this. I'm guessing that that's connected to my overuse of coffee and probably my adrenals and.
1: Exactly. So When the adrenal gland is working and cortisol and adrenaline is abundance, that's activate the sympathetic uh, nervous system, which is the nervous system divided into three uh, uh, subsystems. And one of them is called the autonomic system. Inside of the autonomic system, we have sympathetic and parasympathetic. Sympathetic, system related into stress. Parasympathetic related into um, relaxation, digestive, and um, calming.
0: Reproduction. They
1: both balancing each other the whole time. So if sympathetic system is, is abundance most of the day, it will take the body much more time to bring balance and to to step in the parasympathetic. And then this gentle balance is getting interfered daily because of coffee. So if we're thinking about in the natural term that we feel and interact with our reality in the healthy term that something activates the sympathetic term and then after I will eat and eating is a parasympathetic uh, stimulation, it will balance itself. But if I'm drinking coffee a few times a day, I'm messing up with the balancing of the nervous system. So I think because of that, sometimes the sleeping is getting interfere because it's much more harder to the body to, to calm down. Especially, especially, when the need for coffee, when the need for coffee is brought up. Also something we didn't spoke about, that coffee is an addiction. Coffee is an addiction substance. We become addiction to that substance. So every time if we if you're waking up in the middle of the night after not drinking coffee eight or 10 hours, your body wants it. Yeah, your, your logic says, no, it's nighttime. I won't drink coffee. Like you say, I don't want it, but your body wants it.
0: That's the physical addiction. Yeah. So how long does it take for like our adrenals and parasympathetic, sympathetic nervous system to come back into balance?
1: So... It's really differentiate for every person, um, but it's really related to the stimulation that we give to the body. If we have stimulation that activate the sympathetic term uh, system, system sympathetic uh, system will thrive. If we give stimulation of parasympathetic, parasympathetic will thrive. So it's really related to the lifestyle of the person, how he eats, how he um, puts information inside of him, how um, he deal with his emotion, how he doing a physical um, uh, physical exercise, how he treats his family. It's all related. It's all really related. When we're doing something minded, when we're, when we're conscious about our things, about the things that we do, that's a parasympathetic stimulation. When we're not thinking about doing something and it's like autopilot, that's a much more uh, big uh, ground for the sympathetic to thrive. Reactive.
0: The reactive stress part, yeah. Can I, can I ask you the question one more time and you can give me maybe like a general answer? Like yeah. if it's, let's say most things are in balance and in, in line and it's only the coffee, which is probably never the case, but let's just say in this scenario, if it's just the caffeine that's creating this overstimulation, do you know roughly or a guess of like how long it takes for the, a few weeks?
1: No, if you, stop, if you stop with coffee after three days, four days, your system will be clean from it. And then it's only the habit that this is takes two to three weeks to get rid of.
0: And what about the adrenals? What about the adrenals and the hormones?
1: Adrenal, adrenal get affected also because a lot of things, not just because coffee. But it really helps to, um, to balance the adrenal gland when we're not drinking coffee because we're not adding more stimulation to the gland. So, um, so, And if a person really drinks coffee like one time a day, what really helps, and we said it before, to drink two cups of, coffee, uh, of water immediately after, not coffee.
0: <laughs> Funny slip. And the adrenals will recover from coffee in a few days also?
1: Yeah, three days. Three days of headaches, and then you're free. You're just free also from the the addiction, not from the habit, but free.
0: Yeah, I love that distinction. There's the physical addiction, the dopamine and the chemicals, and then there's the ritual, emotional habit addiction.
1: (laughs) So I want to share with you that maybe to give you some uh, motivation Um, I'm without coffee for two weeks now. And I can tell you that I'm noticing that I'm waking up much more easy in the morning, to tell you that I'm much more minded to the fluids and foods that coming inside of my body, to say that I'm much more alerted to my appetite. My tongue is much more sensitive now for taste because there's not this really strong bitter taste that's covering up my tongue. Um, My poop is much more better. It's going out much more in flow and not (laughs) strong. Um,
0: Not emerging.
1: and And also it's really feeling free from the addiction, feeling free from the habit that sometimes I'm saying, yeah, it's a habit. And sometimes it's controlling me. So I'm feeling more free from that place. Um, And I think that's also really helps me and gives me motivation. And help me understand that I'm controlling my life and not the substance that I'm putting inside.
0: Beautiful. I love that you added in and shared the benefits and what you're really noticing because yeah, it's hard to get through if with any habit change. It's hard to get through that breakup phase beginning and to know that there's that other side of like, these are the reasons, like, these are the good things that are going to come, you know? Cause yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I want to share for anyone out there listening, I have had in my mind, the idea of creating some kind of stop over caffeinating challenge some kind of thing so if you've listened to this entire episode and you're interested in that please write in the comments below that you're interested maybe Yotam and I will team up and create something together or and also if you have any other questions or comments please do drop them down below and we would love to answer them and get back to you and Dr. Tamari's email will also be down below this video if you want to reach out to him and see what it's like to work with him and do you have any other, I feel like we're at a really good place. Do you have anything else you want to
1: share? No, I think, I think we, we said enough. Beautiful. Yeah.
0: Amazing. Thank you, Dr. Yotam Tamari. I really appreciate your time and all of your wisdom and your perspective. I really am enjoying these talks with you immensely. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for the opportunity.
0: And thank you everyone for being here and we will see you next time. Have a beautiful day.